morning, everybody. How are y'all this morning? Great. So good to hear it. Okay, so as you can probably tell by now, it's Youth Sunday, and uh, we've been working on this for a few weeks now. And a few weeks actually prior to, you know, getting ready for Youth Sunday and everything, the Lord laid a message on my heart about worship, and I'm so excited to share it with you today. So if I get a little jittery or start talking really fast, it's just because I'm excited, so I'm sorry. <laughs> so, let's see. So, I don't know about y'all, but are you ever just so, um, like, incredibly overwhelmed with the amazing things God's doing in your life? Because I get like that, and I'm just like, God, how could I ever thank you? How could I express to you, like, the joy that I'm full of? So one night, I guess I was just sitting around or something, and God started speaking to my heart the word worship. And he just really started dealing with me about that, and I was like, okay, worship. So what is worship? So I did what any of us do when we don't know what something is. I Googled it. So the actual Google definition of worship is an expression of reverence for a deity, an expression. And that's so funny to me because I had just been praying all the time, like, God, how do I express to you my joy and my thankfulness? And God just kind of like slapped me in the face like, worship. Worship is my gift to you to be able to express your joy in me. And something I wrote down is because whenever he speaks to me, I like to write it down or I'll forget it. I know that's terrible, but it's true. So I wrote down, like, I don't know about y'all, but my worship and my joy in the Lord amounts to a whole lot more than just standing still and singing a few songs and sitting back down. Like, my joy in the Lord amounts to doing about 10 backflips. I don't even know how to do a backflip. But sometimes I feel like I could. I don't know if y'all feel me on that, but I definitely feel like that sometimes. And so today I just kind of wanted to read y'all a story from the Bible about King David because to me he is one of the most amazing worship leaders. Like I look at him and I'm like that's how we should worship. So today I'm going to be reading from 2 Samuel 6, so if you'll turn there with me. And because I have a limited amount of time, I'm going to kind of sum up the story until verse 20, 20 when we'll start reading. So basically what happened was at this time David was obviously king over Israel at the time and the Ark of the Covenant was making its way on to Jerusalem. But on its way there, a man named Uzzah accidentally stumbled and touched it. And that's a no-no. You're not supposed to touch the Ark of the Covenant. So when he did that, God got mad and killed him. And when King David heard this, he was like, you know, I don't really want a part of that, so you can take that thing somewhere else. Because he didn't want any of that. So it got redirected to the house of a man named Obed-Edom. And he was a Gittite. And for three months, it stayed at his house. And his family began to be blessed, like abundantly, blessing after blessing after blessing. And so when David saw this, he was like, I might want a little bit of that. So then the Ark of the Covenant gets rerouted back to Jerusalem, where it was originally supposed to go. And when it arrived at the gates, King David like got in front of it, like tore off all his clothes, and started dancing in front of it all the way to the tent that it was going to stop at. So that's where we're going to start reading today is in verse 20. When David returned home to bless his household, Michal, daughter of Saul, came out to meet him and said, How the king of Israel has distinguished himself today, going around half-naked in full view of the slave girls of his servants, as any vulgar fellow would. So basically, she's like, what are you doing? Like, she was criticizing him for worshiping the Lord, for dancing. And, well, let's just see what he said. This is like my favorite part, so here we go. David said to Michal, It was before the Lord who chose me rather than your father or anyone from this house when he appointed me ruler over the Lord's people Israel. I will celebrate before the Lord. I will become even more undignified than this, and I will be humiliated in my own eyes. But by these slave girls you spoke of, I will be held in honor. 
and Michal, daughter of Saul, had no children to the day of her death. So this is the coolest story to me, because David right here, David's like a straight up savage. And to y'all that like don't necessarily use that word, what that means is he's blunt. Like he was just telling the truth how it is. He was literally like, God did not choose your daddy. He did not choose anybody in your family. He chose me to be king. So I'm going to do what I want to. And Mikael, I mean, she didn't obviously say anything back. She was just kind of like, well, okay. And God took care of her because, because she criticized David for worshiping the Lord. She didn't have any children in her life. And back then, that was a big deal because that's how family names were carried on. So God took care of her. And David just went on worshiping his own happy way, just worshiping the Lord because that's what he did. And wasn't, nobody was going to stop him. And so one thing I also wrote down that night that I just wanted to share um, I wrote, King David danced. He jumped around and made a fool of himself. But did he care? No, because he longed to express his joy in the Lord. And so should we. We should be so overflowing with the joy of the Lord, of all he's done for us, that we simply can't sit still. Worship is a gift from God, a way for us to express our thankfulness to him and how abundantly grateful we are. And that is just so true. Worship is a gift. It's not just something that we do and stand there and sing songs just like to do. It's not just a routine. Worship is a gift where we are able to express our joy and our thankfulness. And no, we could never fully thank God for what he's done for us. But worship is a way for us to express to him how thankful we are and how incredibly joyful we are. And I wanted to share a quote with y'all this morning. A little bit ago I read this quote and it totally resonated with me because... It's what I do like every Sunday morning, 99.9% of the time when I'm up here on the praise team Sunday mornings, you'll see me with my eyes closed. And this quote kind of describes that for me. Like before I read this, I couldn't put it into words, but this totally describes it. It says, why do we close our eyes when we pray, when we cry, when we kiss, when we dream? Because the most beautiful things in our life are not seen, but only felt by the heart. And that's a quote from Denzel Washington. And to me, worship is something that is experienced in the spirit and in the heart and that connects you directly to God. It's nothing that you can see physically. And it's not about what you see yourself doing or other people doing. It's just about expressing yourself to the Lord. So whatever that may look like for you, whether it's raising your hand or jumping around or simply standing still with your eyes closed, with your hands out, just worshiping the Lord, do it. Because like God dealt with Mikhail, anybody who judges you, God's going to deal with. So you don't need to worry about what anybody else thinks. Just worship the Lord like from your heart. And so another quote, you actually posted this a couple days ago, but it says, worship is our response to what Christ does in us, not what songs do to us. So the reason we haven't sang any worship songs before this sermon is so that we could do it afterwards so that maybe this mic could resonate with you. And I just challenge you to worship from your heart this morning as we sing these next few songs. Thank you. Whew. That almost made me cry, and I didn't even have a poster. <laughs> um, I'm sorry if I get a little bit lost today. Um, shoot. <laughs> sorry uh, if, I, if I cry a little bit today. Um, I, uh, I went through something um, just a couple weeks ago, and... Um, I wanted to try to, um, I'm sorry, I wanted to try to bring that to y'all. Uh, sorry. Uh, 
I normally don't cry or anything, so <laughs> it's a little bit difficult. Um, a little bit about me, um, as you know, um, I'm the pastor's son. Um, I'm, I'm currently a sophomore in college. Um, I just wanted to go a little bit over how God has affected me and how he's tried to use me. Um, so, I remember starting off in, in my youth group um, down in Laurel, Mississippi. And I remember when I had first went there, and I wasn't, I didn't really feel that welcome. And it, it was a very uh, awkward situation going back to the church that your parents weren't at anymore. Um, but I, I found a home. Um, I, I began to get close with my youth pastor and with all of my friends and, uh, and all these people, and I began to reconnect. And I began to speak scripture. Uh, it would usually be just a couple of minutes uh, just to the whole group and, um, and, you know, just try to talk to them about what it means and everything. But my heart wasn't in it. You know, like I, I felt like it was something I, I had to do, not something that I wanted to do. Um, and as you all may have heard, uh, February 19th of 2014, during the middle of our youth sermon, our floor collapsed. It, we were up on the second floor and it collapsed. And I have never seen a church become so unified from struggle um, and from that day I began to try to look at things in a different light look at life as something not to be taken for granted <sighs> because we never know when when our time may be up and so I, I started wrestling with God I, I started to to just say why 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 and I, and I, I didn't know how to put it into words with him and I, I would go back and forth weeks just praying and um, eventually that October I, uh, I confessed the Lord as my Savior um, and, and he began to work in me I began to have a passion for God I, I began to start speaking I began to talk to my friends. I, I tried to be an example and a light to other people. But as we all know, sometimes that passion goes down um, as we go on through life. You know, life kind of stinks. We, uh, we have a lot, a lot of things that tear us down. And sometimes they make us forget about how blessed we are and how God has given us so many opportunities. He's given us so many blessings. Well, anyways, I, I personally had been trying to get back close to God. And I was um, in the middle of reading um, and talking to some friends. And uh, I found out a couple of weeks ago that 
a friend of mine who I uh, who I grew up with that he uh, he took his own life and uh, you know it just it, it hurt it hurt a lot um, and you know I, I was just, just kind of in pain and that Sunday we, we went to a service and uh, and I just felt the presence of God there and you know it's just kind of beautiful that that God can take any situation that you have any grief and he can pull you to close to him he can turn your heart back to him and I just wanted to tell you this morning that no matter what you're going through in this life, whatever struggles you're facing, and no matter how dark or hopeless it seems right now, God is with you. God will be with you. He will never throw anything at you that you cannot face. He will give you, He gives you these hardships so that you can rely and trust on in Him and grow closer to Him. And that was just something that that I I was reminded. Um, and so I'm kind of glad that I changed a little bit of what I was going to say today because I almost said I almost had the exact same thing that Marin had. Uh, I was all, I was going to read out of Second Samuel. I was going to read in a later chapter, um, and, I, and as she was reading today, I, I kind of was like, oh, um, I'm kind of glad I didn't say anything. Um, but I just wanted to read to y'all just two verses today, um, and they're both out of Psalms. Um, I don't know too, too much about Psalms, but I know that there was a lot of worship and a lot of reliance on God in these. And this spoke to me, especially in light of recent events. So I'm going to be reading out of Psalm 51, verses 11 and 12. Well, 11 and 13, I'm sorry. Uh, so it starts off as, Do not cast me away from your presence. Do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me by your generous spirit. Then I will teach you the transgressors your ways, and sinners will be converted to you. And I think that it's, it's just going through a difficult time, um, the author of this, and he's just trying to find comfort in God. He's trying to make sure that he doesn't turn away from God in this. Um, and that's what I wanted to tell you guys today. I just wanted to tell you no matter what you're going through, no matter how, how however hard life is, no matter what whatever, I want you to know that the Lord loves you and that he sacrificed his son for you. And no matter what, 
Just know that God loves you, and he will always be there with you. Thank you, guys, and I'm sorry for the tears.